about to listen to the profound word of God, ministered by Ty Adeshukba, pastor of Worship Tabernacle Church. Without a doubt, this will be a life-transforming experience as you acquaint yourself with the word of God and develop a rich and rewarding relationship with him. This message will certainly shape your life, fulfill your dreams, and guarantee your success. Second service, are you alive this morning? Yeah. Sorry, afternoon? Because there's some people I'm looking upstairs, it looks like they're still in their morning, but they're in their afternoon. Uh, if you're alive, shout amen. amen. All right, let's go to, I want to finish this message, trusting your value, trusting your value. Isaiah chapter 49 and verse 15 to 16 they amplified. I'm not trying to duplicate the first service. I'm not going to try to do that. I just want what God has for this service. And in the amplified, it says, And the Lord answered, Can a woman forget her nursing child that she should not have compassion on the son of her womb? Yes, they may forget, but I will not forget you. Behold, I have indelibly imprinted, tattooed a picture of you on the palm of each of my hands. Oh, worship tabernacle, your walls are continually before me. Last week, I, I started this message uh, in this relationship one month, uh, and I said that God has tattooed us on his hands. He's tattooed us on his hands. Your, the imprint of your face is in God's hands. And last week I said it's possible because if the world can create a face recognition for iPhones or, or any other uh, Android that we use, and you can just put it in front of you and it can recognize your face, and, and they have thousands and millions and millions and millions and millions of people who do that all over the world, how much more the God who gave them the wisdom and the knowledge to be able to do that. You are in God's hands. When he wakes up in the morning, he sees your face. Uh, I don't know if he sleeps because my God doesn't sleep or slumber. So continually you're there. And God has tattooed us on our hands so that he can see us often. Number two, so that we are a permanent part of his life. That nothing is going off. You are constantly and consistently there. And number three, that God's tattoos speak of your future. The Bible says your walls are continually before me. And I said last week that at that particular time, the walls of Jerusalem had fallen down. So how can God say someone's walls is before him when the walls are falling down? What he means is that although the world sees your walls down, your walls are continually up in my presence. And I talk about what will happen to you, not what has happened to you. And then I mentioned, um, Father went on to say that the whole of the scripture talks about the value that God places on us. So if God says, I'm putting your face in my hands, and not on one hand, but both of my hands, that means that God has placed value on you. Uh, God's, God said, everything about you, I love and I respect. Therefore, I'm going to have a tattoo of you in my hands, as some of us have or some of you, uh, not me, uh, some of you have foolishly uh, had a tattoo of someone you went out with that you thought this was going to be the, the it and the following day you broke up. But God doesn't break up with us. God is always with us. God is always constantly saying, even if you mess up, you are still my own and I will see you every single morning that I wake up. His, his steadfast love uh, never fails. His mercy never 
never fails. They are what? New every morning. And so, if God is saying that I value you so much that I tattoo you on your hands, and we are made in the image and the likeness of God, what God is saying is that the greatest value that you can place on anything is yourself. That's the greatest value. Hence, it's clear that if you don't value yourself, then you will always be attracted to people who don't value you either. And so before any meaningful relationship, marriage or stuff can begin or last, you have to recognize your own value. What is your value? I call it the value of me. And and I went on last week to say I want to teach you on what you should avoid basing the assessment of your value upon. The way you choose to measure your worth will affect the kind of life that you're going to live. And the first thing I said to us is never base your values on your problems or your mistakes. The genuine value of your life is not based on what you went through than why you went through it. The value of gold is increased when it goes through fire. So it's not the fire that is the issue. It is the gold that is going through it. Because before that gold went through fire, its purity had impurities. When it went through fire, then it became pure. And if you ever look at gold, for those who have ever traded in gold, there's different kind of levels of gold. There is uh, 8 carats, there is uh, 14 carats, there is... uh, 18 carats and there is 24 carats, 2 carats, 24, 24. You better tell me before I give you the microphone. Is it 24? 24. Now, 24. Meaning, the, 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 the carat of the gold depends on how pure the gold is, right? Uh, so, the longer you stay in the fire, the more your value is. And there are many 8 carat golds around. <laughs> they just went through it for a while ah, God is enough and God is like I want to take you to 24 uh, but, but because your friends are saying something is wrong with you then you start to be I want to jump out just imagine Job jumped out early Job would have been an 8 carat gold Joseph would have been an 8 carat gold he would have been a cheap gold he would have been a gold that you buy in the supermarket somewhere around and many of you ladies don't want an eight. Do you want an eight? And everyone's being quiet. Like, I better not say anything because this pastor is setting me up. Uh, 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 uh. We don't want an eight. We, we want the best that we can get. And God says, I want to make the best out of you, but your mistakes are not supposed to kill you. Your mistakes are supposed to guide you through that when you come out on the other side, you will be better than when you went through it. Am I hearing an amen from someone? And, and, and you need to be able to not measure your value by the mistakes that you've committed. You've got to forgive your stay, yourself, forgive your mistakes, and move on. Because for any great relationship to be formed, you have to learn to forgive your mistakes and don't let them define your relationship or your marriage. So we may go through some difficulties, but that shouldn't define us. What I was before I went through the fire is different from 
sky after the fire. Between every two mountains there is a valley. And so you may be going to another mountain and right now you're going through the valley. The wilderness was not supposed to kill the children of Israel. It was supposed to add value to them for where they're going. Prepare them to be able to uh, deal with the Goliaths that is before them. Joseph was more valuable when he came out of prison than when he went into prison. The mistakes don't define you. Now, number two is never base your value on people's opinion. Mm -hmm. The greatest battle you will ever fight and you will ever have to resist is how people value you. Got to listen to this. In the real world, if someone doesn't see your worth, they don't buy from you or hire you. Actually, just a, just a little note. How many people are working at the moment? Raise your hands if you're working. How many people know that they're not paying you what you're worth at the moment? Yes, uh, I, 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 I was just waving like, Pastor, see me. Are there any trustees here today? <laughs> <laughs> Even I'm waving right now. <laughs> but then how many of you who are waving will pay someone who is working for you their value? Mm, Pentecostal rascals, everyone's going quiet now. <laughs> so we're, yeah, they're not paying me my value. But how many of us will pay? So let's get this clear. The world doesn't see your worth. They won't pay it. If they don't see your worth, they will shop around. In the real world, no one cares about how much, you, your, how much value you place on yourself. They care about how much value they can recognize. But there's something here. Fortunately, I never forget that you are in control of what people can see. Because God, if he placed value on you, God is saying, replenish, multiply, and subdue with the value that I've placed in you. And with the value that I've placed in you, you can control what people see. And many of us are not controlling what people see because we are following what they say they see. And so when they see that you're hopeless, you follow, yeah, I know I'm hopeless. When God says the only place you should be hopeless is when you're stranded in him. You get that? Uh, 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 You have the power to pitch yourself more powerfully Because the power comes from God etching you and tattooing you on his hands. So, you need to remember these three things. One, people will try to devalue you. People will try to devalue you because of what they can't achieve or the greatness they see in you. When people devalue you, and speak bad about you is because of two reasons. One, because of what they can't see 
that God is doing in you or what they can see but they can't achieve. That's why the brothers of David said to him, why are you here? Because they knew God anointed him because they were there when he was anointed. But they're probably jealous that God has anointed him. But they cannot see that the boy in the backside of the desert that unbeknown to them has killed a lion and killed a bear has the capacity by the same anointing to kill Goliath. So they were asking this small, small skinny, white boy, what are you doing here? And he said, is there not a cause? And they're like, what cause? Curse or cause? Which one are you saying this afternoon? And, 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 and they couldn't see the greatness in him. Likewise, even Joseph's brother could not see the greatness in him or were jealous of the greatness in him. That's why they sold him into slavery. Because when you always listen to people, you will sell out your life. You will sell out. Your value does not decrease based on someone's inability to see your worth. People will always value you based on your extrinsic value to them and what you can do for them. And if you can't do what they want you to do for them, they devalue you. And when we feel devalued, we feel we must do something that will make us more valuable to them. People will try to devalue you. Number two, people will talk. People will talk. They always have and they always what? Will. They will talk about your dressing, talk about your weight, talk about your ambition, talk about your spouse, talk about what drives you, and talk about what you drive. They're always going to talk. They will talk. Are you sure that's the one? That guy you're going out for? This is something I'm just not sure. Fool! You just have not got one. And then one year down the line, you're crying. Friends don't do that to each other. You, you are foolish. She had already set her eyes on what you can't see no more. They will complain about everything that goes around you and you will gravitate to that complaint because you don't realize that you have placed your values on the opinion of people. Nobody, listen to me, nobody is perfect. Therefore, listen, nobody has the right to declare you unfit or unworthy of something just because of a flaw or because you're different from them no one has that right don't associate yourself with people who don't value you immediately david just left them and just went to the to someone else and asked oh, you, you know what, what will happen to someone who kills this man they said he won't pay any taxes taxes uh, give me, what can I do? Let me kill the guy. And then what else did they say? Oh, they said the king will give them the daughter. <laughs> I know we say we need to pray, see God's face, and hear from God. But when I don't pay taxes and I'm associated to the king, just imagine. 
Let me use someone else. <laughs> because do you know that if you are associated even to the queen, the queen right now, the queen right now, and they just call me Satai. I know that even if I'm preaching, many of you won't be able to sit in front. Because there will be dignitaries all sitting by association. Of course, we understand that the woman he married was not really right for him. But the man said, what do I do to who kills Goliath? He refused to listen to the opinions of his fearful brothers. And can I say this as an addendum? Many people are talking you out of your miracle because they are afraid of what is going to happen. Never let people devalue you. Remember, people will always talk. And number three, your self-worth isn't defined by an approval rating. I say this every time. I know it's a broken record. I know if people listen to my tape, they say, can't you just stop talking about this? But I have to. Because Facebook, Instagram, and it's Insta, small gram, small gram, not a lot of weight. Don't take it with much, a pinch of salt. Take it with a pinch of Instagram and snap the chat cannot define your value. It's not possible. Because if you focus on what people would say, your happiness will be placed on how much likes and dislikes you have. Pastor Nathan was speaking on Friday and I did this research um, and yesterday I decided, based on what he said, to actually look at the World War II. The landing of Normandy. What happened? Because all you guys here that have uh, dreadlocks, uh, uh, attachments, eyelashes, you've painted yourself, you're looking beautiful. You will not be sitting here if some people didn't shed blood 75 years ago. Trust me. But then when I, I watched it, in fact, my wife met me watching it yesterday, part one, part two. And the thing that I found out Go and watch the history channel. I, go, I, 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 I was crying until she got home. <laughs> the tears were coming down my eyes like, is this what some people had to go through? 108,000 people died. 70,000 American soldiers lost their lives. Just a whole coalitions of nations against one nation that decided I'm going to annihilate the Jews and I'm going to take control of this world. Just France, if they can conquer France, they've won. And the landing of Normandy, people were jumping out of ships into a fire from hell of bullets. The first 10 minutes, 10,000 soldiers died. People were treading on soldiers that are dead to take cover. 
as they opened the ship, there was a barrage of bullets coming down. And all of them knew that they were running into hell. But they had a purpose. You know, the thing that shocked me the most is the average age of those people who fought the battle was 19. A 19-year-old faced an onslaught of bullets and we have to do counseling for a 19-year-old based on one comment. What will cause one comment to make a 19-year-old tragically commit suicide is what a 19-year-old carried a bullet and says, I'm going to fight for a nation that may not come back to applaud them. And we now have a bunch of people that are sitting down even in our pews and just one young person at work or on their social media is taking them out. Because our entire value car is based solely on people's opinion. And God can't work with us anymore because our entire life is valued on people. What will kill a 50-year-old three years ago would take a 5-year-old, 10-year-old, 15-year-old out. What a 15-year-old can do 15 years ago, a 30-year-old is struggling with it. Do you know as you're sitting down in church, there are 10-year-olds that are taking care of their brothers and sisters and have to provide for them. And you woke up this morning and you're complaining and you're murmuring because of what people said. You're complaining because that shoe went on sale and you missed it. (laughs) You know you're sad. You, You just don't know it. The only reason why you're sad is because when you pressed it, it was no more size 5 available. And you're out. You're out. You're out. Many of us place values because they said your nose is too big. Every working day of your life right now is to get money to change your nose. And that's why people are doing, what did we say before? B, B, L. Brazilian butt lift. You're lifting what is not being, supposed to be lifted. Yeah, 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 I'll say it in church. If you were supposed, don't look at me funny. If you were supposed to be born in Brazil, you'll be born in Brazil and God will give you the shape. If you're born here, stay here. If you're born in Africa, stay in Africa. If you're born in the Caribbean, stay in Caribbean. Be what God has said you will be. Don't kill yourself or maim yourself or disfigure yourself trying to be a Brazilian whereas you're British. Flat, well endowed, God will bless you and bring what will come to you. Here you are. You are. You are. Here you are. You're fluffing. 
You're, you're, you're sad. You're trying to get money to do makeup. You're black. You want to turn white. You're white. You're taking a time to turn black. What's the matter with you? Just try to fit into people's opinion. Alex Weck is slim, not slim, tiny. I'm black. As black can be, and yet it would take 10,000 pounds to wake up in the morning just to walk on the runway. And here you are, disfiguring yourself, changing your postcode of your life. That even when the angels come, they don't even know who you are anymore. Even face recognition can't recognize you anymore. Until you stop comparing yourself to others, you will never be able to give back to the unique gifts of God that he has placed in you. So honestly, I'm guilty of comparing myself to others also. People who have the same job, who have the same church, who have the same title as you. Yes, I can be guilty. I've been guilty before. I've got a twin brother. Who else can I not compare myself to? <laughs> I've got a twin brother. He's just got his doctorate in, 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 in theology. I struggled with the masters. But you listen to me. I've learned. I have to manifest in my own lane. And you should too. So turn to someone, tap them, say manifest in your own lane. I think you didn't say that. Upstairs, turn to someone behind you, say manifest in your own lane. Turn to someone else, say you do you. Let them do them. I didn't hear you. Say say to someone else, say you do you. Let them do them. I do I. You may not like it, but I do I. I'm fearfully and wonderfully made. So I don't mind your own business. Let me be me. So that God won't miss who I am. Just because of you. I miss someone at the back there. God knows what he has placed on the inside of you. And it's not BBL that will sort you out. It's Jesus Christ that will sort you out. Sometimes the people worth impressing just want you to be yourself. Life isn't a race. You have nothing to prove. Sometimes others may pass you on this road called life. And that's okay. We're all traveling at different speeds. Do you know that when God says it's your time, you will outrun the chariot of Ahab. (laughs) It doesn't take one minute to be discovered. Trust me. It doesn't take one minute to be discovered. You can just be playing the guitar in the underground and your, and, and your life changes. It just takes one man to walk around walk, and one woman to see you and that's it. It doesn't take a while. You're fussing about your job. It doesn't take a while to keep doing what you're doing and they will change your boss and then someone who comes in just sees you and says, I want to walk with you. It's just like that. Because favor is produced by the God of all favor. Not by comparing myself to someone else. You might outrun me, but you may not last there long. It's not the car that you drive that is important. That's what drives you. 
Because that car will expire. But God on the inside of me, he never expires. His expiry date never comes to an end. So far, oh God, I miss somebody here. So far, God is on the inside of you. You will not expire. There's no expiry date. And there's no best before date. You are best at all times. If you believe that, shout yeah. I will not compare myself. You have nothing to prove. Why? Number one, no one else knows what's best for you. They don't know your journey. They don't know where you've been. And they don't know where you're heading. And number two, you're the only person who can change your life. Number one, no one really knows what's best for you. Number two, you are the only person that can change your life. Whenever you find yourself trapped between what moves you and what society tells you is right for you, Always travel the route that makes you alive. Unless you want everyone else to be happy except you. Don't believe in people's opinion. The only person that is your valuer is God. So turn to someone and say, make God your valuer. Because when God looks at you and he values you, do you know what he says to you? You're the apple of my eye. When God looks at you, you know what he says? He says, you know what? You are fearfully, you are wonderfully made. When, when God looks at you, he says, ah, you, your head is exalted like the head of a unicorn. I will anoint you with fresh oil. When he looks at you, even when you make a mistake, he will come beside you and says, don't worry. I am your shepherd. I will still lead you beside the still waters. And the God that goes before you and make the crooked pasture. He even looks at man and he looks at you and says, what is man that God is mindful of him and the son of man that he visits him. Has God not made you a little lower than himself? Not angels. He says he's made you a little lower than Elohim. So when God wants to value you, he says you're perfect. Not because you've fallen, but because your walls are continually before me. So if you base your opinion on one chewing gum boy, that he's supposed to walk straight and he looks like he's got a limp for no reason, that he hasn't, he hasn't got the right size of trousers and his trousers is falling below gravity. And then he now tells you that you can't do what you need to do. You would die under someone else's opinion. Uh, who do you really think you are? You know, without me, you're stupid. You need to tell stupid how stupid stupid is. And you need to walk away from stupidity so that you will get your wisdom, your knowledge and your understanding from God. Don't base your life on the relationship where you are. First base it on God. Because God can now teach you who you need to go out with. If nobody is coming, it's not because you're not right. It's because you're doing what is right. Shift out the fools. The best ones are in the deep waters. Your value cannot be devalued. And you can't come anytime lower because of one boy or one girl. Who may be a what? Liability. Guys, don't go out with a liability. Don't go out with someone who is not walking and telling you, you know, you need to try more. <laughs> someone who has immediately told you that my life ambition is to be a stay-at-home mom. That's beautiful. However, before you get there, go through the fire. 
What is your work? What are you bringing to the table? And then one girl, I've been in that relationship before, where the girl looks to value me. Told me what jeans I need to wear. Told me that I'm not dressing properly. Told me I'm not doing this. I, 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 I was choked. Life was ebbing out of me. My friends would see me and say, are you alright? If your friends are telling you, are you alright? And you're in a relationship, you are not alright. <laughs> hey, this is killing me, man. That's the day God gave me a revelation. There's a difference between toiling and working. I was toiling. I was sweating. And the day I was able to release myself, it was like I came out of water and had breath air. And then I looked at my clothes and I wore the one she hated the most. I said, hey, I've arrived. If anything is going to change, let him change me. Don't change me into your image that you don't have any capability of creating. Did I say you shouldn't change? Yes, my wife changed me. Changed me wonderfully. My combination was absolutely outrageous. My thinking process was way out. My, my excellence was below par. But at least there was gentleness. There was grace. There was love. There was focus. Not trying to make me into her own image. But into the likeness of God. Same thing with me, isn't it? Number three, let's close. He says, never base your value. Second service goes quick. I don't know why. You're exciting. Likewise, the first service too. Very <laughs> ah, quick. Never base your values on your problems. Never base your values on people's opinion. And never base your value on your position. Your position is supposed to add value to the relationship, not to relish in your position. I am the head of this house. What value are you adding? That's how you should be where who you marry. Are you head by, by mouth? Love does not pay bills. <laughs> what value are you adding? When I met my wife, I said this in the first service, she, was, she had value. I was working at the DSS, Department of Social Securities. There I was working and then I got in touch with her. And I decided to marry her. I saw value. She was still in uni. But I saw value. I obviously knew I shouldn't marry DSS. So I looked. <laughs> no, so, so I, looked, I looked for value. And I saw. And when she wanted to work. Honestly, let me, this I didn't say in the first service. When she was looking for work, I said, why don't you just apply to DSS? Is it not true? I said so. My twin mother said so. We encouraged her because it was taking too long. But we didn't realize that it was fire for her to come out on the other side. One statement she made that I will never forget is that I didn't go to university to now go to do that. I will wait and under rose <laughs> on the inside of the rest of us. But God said to me, shut your mouth. If I wanted to make her in my image, I would say, just take anything. 
Before we could say anything, she got a job with Price Waterhouse. Then when she started with Price Waterhouse, one day she invited me to come to see her in the office. I went into the office. I was like, hey, hey. <laughs> her desk. I didn't realize there were desks like that. And then she told me, do you want to drink anything? I said, no. And she knew me, poverty mentality. She knew me. <laughs> then, she said, it's free. I said, it's free? Okay. <laughs> I said, so, how do you do it? She said, take a cup, just take a cup. I went to the cup, first the thing, and Coke came, Coca-Cola came out. And I was drinking, I said, only one or two. She said, as much as you want. And in my mind, I was like, where I am walking... The kebab shop downstairs doesn't give me anything free. I, 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 I couldn't believe that there are places that you have so much value that they give you free drinks. So I looked at her again and said, you know this place is too small for where you are. I said, apply for another job. So she applied for another job. I encouraged her. And I encouraged her. I added value. I prayed with her. And then she got a job with Credit Suisse first busting in uh, Canary Wharf. Double her salary. Hey! And then she invited me to that place. And I walked into the place. And she had this card. Tim, she walked up. And she showed me all the place. She said, do you want lunch, honey? I said, yes. And then we went there. I said, how much is lunch? And I said, don't worry. It's sorted. Ah. I didn't see kebab there anywhere. All I saw was chips, was chicken, was, was, was salmon. You give salmon. <laughs> it's because they value. I was like, Jesus, do you actually eat? I ate and sinned. You know when you eat and sinned, you know you ate too much. You understand? And she said, let's go. I said, I'm coming. I'm coming. It is like, it's like, it's like a freebie. You know you eat and you have, you're, you're, you, you have sinned. I left the place and I said to myself, no more. And you know the worst part of it, the worst part of it is I'm leaving her office and I'm going back to my office. I walked in with holy indignation. I said, Ty, how are you? The conclusion of the story is this. It's because I added value to her. She used her position to add value to me. Introduced me to her co-workers. Guys that gave me books and printed stuff and helped me to say, Ty, you can do IT. I'm an IT. I don't even know how to press the mouse. I don't even know how to type it. I didn't know, I didn't, I didn't, I, I, I didn't know anything. I was looking at her as God. They'll be calling her and she'll be talking. She'll open her laptop. When she opens her laptop, I don't even know what to press. No, she was God. And the guy said, no, you can do it. It's simple and all that. And they helped me with her. They helped me. I did my exams, passed my exams. And before you could know anything, I was working for Microsoft. I didn't take any job. No job. I wanted a job where there would be free drinks and free food. And when you walk from Microsoft, breakfast, lunch, dinner is free. So when I invited her to come to my domain, hey! Huh? What do you want to eat? 
Actually, where do you want to sleep? Because they were lodging me in a hotel. Where? Sweet? Normal? Which one? They now chose the option. She walked in and she looked at me. Eh, 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 now it's my time for air. But air did not come unless you had added to air in the beginning. And many of you don't want to add to no air. And you're getting no air. Now, <laughs> the pure, let's, give me two minutes, let's round up. The pure definition of blessing is adding value. Always try to add value to people. John Byron said, you have not lived today until you have done something for someone you can never repay. Many of us are crying because they didn't invite us for a birthday party. Your entire life is based on a cake. <laughs> You're crying because they didn't invite you to a wedding. So, so, so your, your entire life is based on hunger strike. Because any wedding you go to, if you don't eat before you leave the house, you'll be hungry for the rest of the day. No food appears in your mouth until after 6 o'clock. I have not yet seen. Someone needs to break that record in this church. And there you're angry. Where else you could have sat down at home. And you could have watched TV. And you could have ate everything you want. So you devalue your friendship based on your invitation. If they don't invite you today, invite yourself. To your own party. <laughs> you, you don't know how to have a party by yourself. No, you sit down. You order Chinese. You order Bring it home. Spread it out. Exercise the following day. But that's right now. This is the Lord's doing. It is marvelous in my I will enjoy the fruit of my... Eat and be glad. But I would rather add value to someone who can't repay me back. Do you remember that Naomi and Ruth? Naomi added value to Ruth. Although she was in a devalued state. Naomi's husband had died. Naomi's children had died. But even in that devalued state, she still added value to someone else. Most of you are saying, oh, when I make money, when I'm in a better position, I'll be able to help someone. No, where you are right now, you can help someone. You don't have to get there because when you get there, you'll be too busy even to help someone else. Learn from now that you don't have to sit down every time, but you need to be a help because the position does not value you. It's what you do with the position. You've got to understand that, that Mordecai had value. He had he added value to Esther. Although Esther's dad and mom had died, he was sitting in front of the gate. That means he had technically no value. He was like what you call in Africa a gate man. But the gate man had enough wisdom to get information. If you're ever going to get anything in some countries, don't go to the boss. You will get what you want to get from the small secretaries. My wife and I, we were trying to uh, uh, finish, uh, uh, do something for our daughter. And they kept postponing, they kept postponing, they kept postponing. One day I said to her, have you settled them? She said, ah, no, the bosses. I said, said to, said to them, let me give them money. Said to them, just, 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 just give them some, something they can eat. And so the woman who was represented, when they gave her money, she started giving the small one. Our file appeared quickly that very day. 
gate man. He's powerful. The gate man of Mordecai understood what was going on in the palace and said to Esther, apply. And her father and mother wasn't there. And can I say this to you? Sometimes God will take people away from you so he can add value to you. Because if Esther's father and mother was around, she would never have been Queen Esther. God sometimes will take the brothers away from you, your sisters away from you, so that he can add value to you. My wife said this to me sometimes. She had to leave London to go outside London to add value to her life. Because she said while she was living in London, she never could finish university. Sometimes you've got to leave to cleave to what God has for you. Jesus even looked at the people and he didn't see what they were. He saw what they could become. He saw their potential. He saw their growth. He saw what God intended for them. Let me see this. I saw, I saw this on the men's WhatsApp or something going on. They were talking about a hustler. And, 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 there, was a, and there was a debate going on. And someone rightly put in there and defined a hustler and said something. He said, when most of us walked into church, how exactly were we? And God, we say worship tabernacle is shaping lives. The ones we need are those who are hustling out there. The ones we need are those who are selling drugs out there. Because if they, they must be business oriented somehow and someone. And if we transfer them into the kingdom of God, what benefit would they be? But we will walk past them and feel uh, they're dead. There's nothing happening to them. Where else all they need is just a touch in their life. My daughter that we adopted, last year, October, see her photograph. This year, check my DB or something like that and see her photograph. I'm telling you, we couldn't believe that the same girl who had no hair on her head is the same girl that's walking around with a strut and with glasses on her face and with, a, with her hair long and with a beauty because you know what? Just by adding value to her. She grew taller in six months of us adopting her than all the years she had been in the orphanage. You can add value to someone's life. For any marriage and relationship to prosper, you must place and add value to the other person. Then your value will go up. It is the value that I place on my wife that increases my value. When you devalue your spouse, you have devalued your life. And you've devalued your legacy. Because real love is a desire that someone will fear better than yourself. It is a willingness to spend yourself for the well-being of others. Your relationship will only remain beautiful and productive when you can add value into other people's lives. So when I check what my value is, my value is not based on my position as a pastor. My value is based on what I can put on the inside of you. As I've said before, I never see these guys as instrumentalists. It's not what they can do. One day I called a guy, one of them said, I have not seen you before. He said, I don't miss your playing. I don't miss your instrument. I miss you. You are more important to me than what you can. God will always bring someone else if you decide not to do it. But I can't miss you and your legacy behind. Because it is when you look at people as just singers, you look at people just as instrumentalists, you will miss what God has given them. When you look at people as just people sweeping the church, when you look at people as just ushers, you may be missing out of your destiny. 
When you look at people in your work as if they're nothing, you may be losing out of your destiny. When you look at your spouse as if they cannot achieve anything, the same DSS boy was the same boy who worked in Microsoft, the same boy who's preaching behind this pulpit because someone looked at him and decided to add value. Your position must add value to someone and then you will receive your blessing. Did you get something out of it today? You've been listening to Ty Adeshugba, pastor of Worship Tabernacle Church. We hope you enjoyed this message. For further inquiries, visit us at www.worshiptabernacle.org.uk. Alternatively, call us on 020-7435-3939. You can find us at the Citadel, Worship Tabernacle, 131 St. John's Way, N19 3RQ. Archway, London. Thank you for listening.